Welcome to the Can of Spam Podcast, your weekly serving of nincompoopisms and absolute buffoonery. And don't forget the dad jokes and poop stories. Let's get it. Welcome back to the Canna Spam Podcast. We are sitting here at home in our respective studios. We got a new guest for you guys today. This is brother Jeff. Say hello, Jeff. Hey, how's it, guys? Oh, I'm so excited to be on this podcast. <laughs> Jeff is a newcomer. He is wearing his Seahawks jersey. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Also, welcome, welcome my co-host. How are you doing, you, Nick? You know, man, it's good to be here. Life is lovely. Uh, we were singing Limp Biscuit before um, we started recording. Uh, so, yeah, things are good, man. It's good to have you, Jeff. Thanks for being here, man. Oh, thanks for having me. It's good stuff. All right. You guys ready to get into it? Let's get it. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff, like I said, is our new guest. So we're going to just throw him right into the fire. So why don't we kick it off? And I understand you have a story about something quite unfortunate that happened to you. So why don't we just roll right into that? Hey, I see what you did there, Kavika. Roll right into that. Yeah. You, you uh, guys oh, will get yeah, that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, unfortunately, like right before this whole COVID uh, event happened, my car got totaled. I was uh, just hanging out at my fiance's house, and all of a sudden I hear, doo, 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 doo. Jeff, someone just hit your car. And I run out, and I'm like, what? Are you serious? And I get out there and I'm thinking maybe just a fender bender, you know, like maybe someone just kind of parked a little too close. And I get out there and my entire backside of my car is just in pieces on the ground. Oh my God. And uh, like my whole, I think my, my whole like axis on the car was like torqued up. So like the left back wheel was like off the ground. And oh, the chassis. Yeah, it was just destroyed. Find out that all the neighbors, yeah. The neighbors all saw and like reported it. And apparently this guy didn't just hit my car, but he hit my car and skid all the rest of the cars down the street as well. <laughs> so like in was, the movies. Like, yeah. yeah. Like you're and it was like um it's not like it was an old car either, right? It was my brand new Honda Accord. I had it just well like one year in. I was like right into the, the payments. What? Yeah. Wait, so did they catch the guy or what? So they did catch the guy on the freeway. Uh, well, luckily, one of the neighbors caught his uh, his license plates, and wow. uh, and they yeah they were able to catch him on the freeway. That is some supervision. I feel like yeah. Dude, that's crazy. He's obviously unsupervised. Yeah, but super like <laughs> eye apparently vision. the story is it was an old like sixty year old man. He hits my car. He stops. He looks back at my car. And he sees the neighbor looking at him like, what the heck? <laughs> as soon as he locks eyes with the neighbor, he darts and he just goes <laughs> off. <laughs> and it continues to hit the other cars down the street because I'm guessing his car was pretty messed up too. Did he wave at your neighbor and be like, this isn't the driver you're looking for? <laughs> you know, I, maybe some Jedi mind trick. I heard... um. It was like a funny story. It was a guy, I guess he hit someone in a parking lot or whatever. And um, the owner of the vehicle that got hit wasn't there. But when he came out, there was a note on his car. And it said, um, hey, sorry I hit your car. I'm only writing this because everyone in the parking lot is looking at me. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to give you any of my info. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> at least that he's sucks. So are you are you covered by insurance or what? Are you just gonna have to eat this or are you taken care of? You know, honestly, you, 
you said that it was unfortunate, but it was actually kind of perfect because not only did my insurance cover like the whole thing, they gave me like a $9,000 or like nine dollars to $10,000 check, which is exactly what I paid for or like my one year that I had done paid for. So I'm just going to put that towards like a new car. So I'm like, so you basically had a free car for a year. Yeah, I just like broke even right there. But Sweet. then also, I haven't had to make car payments for the last like two, three months because, and which is good because I'm not even driving anyway, working from home. <laughs> <laughs> it actually worked out. Wow. Well, it's <laughs> so probably why insurance fraud is such a big thing. You just go crash into your friend's car and then you don't have to pay your premiums. You don't have to pay your car payments. You get a check for the value of the car when you bought it a year ago. Well, let me tell you where I live, spammers. Um, that way you can come and help me out on my 99 Camry. <laughs> you get a $5 check in the mail. Hey, this is the value of your car. Um, spend it wisely. Hey, screw you, man. You know that car's worth more than $5. <laughs> you know, Definitely the, beats me down the freeway. On the police report, you have to say, like, I didn't give this guy permission to damage my car. Like, you actually have to write that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so what have you been doing? You were out of car. Like, what, what have you done then? Well, why don't we use that to kick it off into our first segment? Hey, screw you again, man. <laughs> <laughs> and what do I do then, Buzz, huh? You tell me. All right, so this is a what would you do if, and we're going to take Jeff's scenario and see what it would be like if we didn't have a car. So what would you do if you just had no car? A few different scenarios we can kind of play around with, right? I think it should be like if we're the only ones that don't have a car, and how do we deal with that? That sound good? Yeah, especially Sounds coming good. from like having a car to transition to now you just don't have a car anymore in a world of where everyone else does. Right. Well, real quick, I'm just curious. When is the last time you guys didn't have a car? Uh, my freshman year of college, I didn't have a car. And then uh, how did you get around at that point? Well, luckily, I, I lived on campus, so I didn't really need a car. I didn't really go anywhere. So you just bum a ride from your friends. Did you own a skateboard or anything like that? No, my campus was really small. Like, I'm talking like a thousand students only uh, up in the boonies in Oregon. So I just, we just walked around campus. Everything was there. I think it was about the same for me, freshman, sophomore year. I didn't have a car. And then I think end of sophomore year, I picked up my first car. It was a Mazda 3. And that was pretty sweet having a car. But prior to that, I would skateboard or all around campus and I have some funny stories about eating it in front of everybody, but we can go into that later. But what about you, Nick? Dude, I'm trying to think too. Well, I grew up on the mainland in the middle of nowhere, so you had to have a car. So I got a car pretty early when I was like 16, I think, like just a cheap car. So it's been a long time since I really haven't had a car. But then when we moved here, we had one car. My wife needed it to go to work, and I was able to bike to work. So I didn't have a car then for a while. But like I, I, I kind of did though because you know I could drop her off if I really needed the car or, you know, kind of flexible. I yeah. half have a car. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's bring it back to the main question. So what would what would you guys do right now if suddenly you did not have a car? Jeff, pretend it's right now and you just don't have nine grand to spend on a new car. <laughs> and you don't uh. have like you you don't have access to like borrowing someone's car either. Like you are literally carless. No car life. Okay. So if I don't have a car, I would, I would take the bus, but right now with COVID, I probably wouldn't want to be around it, everyone. <laughs> Even without COVID, I feel like the bus is just like a congregation of every germ in the history of humanity. Oh, yeah. Like on the poles, on the seats. I mean, you look at the seats. They're literally like 
you can see like where the two butt cheeks go and they're completely worn yeah. down just where the butt cheeks are. <laughs> and it's brown, right? Yeah. The seat cover is usually red, at least here in Hawaii. And then there's the brown butt cheeks on there. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. that is not, that is not something I want to sit on. Mm, brown. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nick over here is like, oh my God, I want to put that in my mouth. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the buses, the buses, it's like not fun too. Because it's like you got to have the transfer ticket if you're just doing like a one-day bus thing. Or like the bus pass is like pretty expensive now. It's like $70, $80 for a month pass. So, I mean, it's not right. like the bus is free. No. Yeah. yeah. I think just the logistics, too, of riding the bus, right? You, It's not like when you have a car, you just get in the car and you're like, okay, I'm leaving now. And then you go there and then you drive directly there. With the bus, it's like you're at the mercy of the bus schedule if you miss the bus, then you got to wait for the next one. And then it only goes to a certain place and you got to get out and transfer or walk a little while. But it still is what the most practical way to get around because we don't have a train here, right? I can't just jump in my chopper. Yet. Once this podcast takes off, though, you know, I'm putting a helipad on the top of this building. <laughs> you know what? You know what? But I think you would learn to walk a lot more places, too. If it's mm. only a 10, 15 minute walk. And it's like a 25, 30 minute bus ride. You're probably going to walk a lot more. And we all, we all live in like the city, basically. So we could walk a lot more places. And I would be probably in a lot better shape, too. Let me, let me ask a question then to Jeff. Tell me your experience with this uh, bike rental. That's an option, right? Tell us about that. I started riding this Beaky bike, which is like a bike station across like all of Hawaii, where you can just rent a bike. I think most cities have that we're probably yeah. oh, pretty yeah, behind that's what's good. yeah so I, I did that because my I, I work downtown so like my parking lot is actually like a mile away from my parking lot so i actually have to like commute not only to my parking lot but then from my parking lot to my to my workspace so i started using the bike share and it's all right i i do it was kind of like a a freedom plan where you, you know, i pay for like 300 minutes and then for 20 bucks and then they're just like <laughs> refills after i use my 20 dollars uh but the freedom yeah, plan something like that like free, oh, free spirit very patriotic free spirit rider or something like that like, all right. <laughs> oh. wow who's coming up with this pr i'm not sure but that's all right it what the junk thing is that there's not always bikes available and there's not always places to park it so like i'm in a crunch and of course there's no bike or like there's no place to park the bike because it's either too full. So you have to, you have to ride another like mile down the road to like park your bike. And so there's some, it's great, but there's some problems with it sometimes. Dude, that would be infuriating. If you took the bike out, drove to the next like check-in station for the bike to park it. And it was full. Dude, yeah. that would just, I don't know what I would go nuts, man. So you can actually check it on the app to see if it's full or not. But sometimes the app is not accurate. Like I'll go to a, a bike chair and I'm like, there's clearly a bike and I'm there and I'm trying to rent it out. And then the app will think there's no bike here and you can't get it out. So you're like, I'm stuck. So I got to walk yeah. another like 40 minutes to get to the next bike share station. Technology's actually making it worse. Yes. I'm like, yeah. it's right here. I'm touching it. <laughs> Let me rent that's it. Why I, that's why I see people with these folding bikes now that like folds up and then goes in your pocket and you whip it out like Inspector Gadget and blam, you're on a bike. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> go go gadget bike so i actually because of all of those things just like your electric bike i actually started renting a s electric scooter oh uh, they have those now 
Yeah, actually, you saw me riding it the other like. I, I did. Ago, I didn't right? know that was uh, like a rental thing, though. I just thought it was your own scooter. I thought no, I was that like, oh, is, Jeff that invested is my own, in a scooter. Oh, it's my own oh, scooter. Nice. Yeah, I, I got it from Target. <laughs> it's like two hundred dollars. Oh, okay, well, that kind of bypasses the benefit that I was thinking. It's like, well, if I take the bus, I'm going to be walking a lot. If I take the bike, I'm going to be biking a lot. I'll probably be burning quite a bit of calories. I'll probably be in better shape. I'm probably going to be listening to a lot more audio books or podcasts. So I think I'd be smarter. So I think if I didn't have a car, I'd actually be a better person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now now you got to jump though into the negatives, Kavika. These are all well, positive yeah. things, but then you're the guy that, hey man, can you pick me up? Well, everybody would, dude, that is a burden in itself. <laughs> that's actually a positive. Is, is being the guy that's reliable and can pick you up is like any minute somebody could call you like, hey dude, can you come pick me up? And you're like, yeah fine and you go and pick them up but you really don't want to yeah but you you don't want to be the guy having to ask for the ride all the time that's true but i mean if i'm if i'm living the the no car lifestyle if i'm super woke you know <laughs> and i'm being <laughs> super environmentally friendly and i'm walking and biking everywhere dude i'm getting up three hours before i gotta be to work i'm taking my time i'm walking everywhere i'm enjoying the fresh air drinking my coffee made in my french press because i don't want to use electricity <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'll be that guy. It was full embrace. That was my thing. I think I shared this before. I used to bike to work all the time and I'd be biking and I'm like, people talk about, yeah, you're saving the environment. But I was slowly dying because I'm in traffic and I'm inhaling everyone else's environment. So, yeah, I'm not causing emissions. I'm just drinking in the emissions of everyone else's car in front of me while I'm on the road. What, were you riding like on the road behind cars? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm riding. You have to. You're not allowed to ride on the sidewalk. I'm having the ride in the road. Well, I'm just checking if you're a law-abiding citizen. Yeah, share the road. <laughs> I'm trying to ride a bike to be healthy, right? But then right. I'm stuck behind the bus or stuck behind a truck that is yeah. just blowing black smoke <laughs> all over me. So, yeah, I may be helping the environment. Well, it balances out. But I'm dead. Yeah, so no greenhouse emissions, but your boy is gone. <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty sure the the emissions. Once you intake that, it'll balance out because your body's in such a shape that you can your your body's gonna filter out everything. Is come out through your sweat and through your sweat <laughs> glands and toxicity. Everybody talks about toxins and all that stuff coming out of your sweat <laughs> glands. You're just inhaling and it's coming right out, man. And you're the pupitarian. That's true. All you got to do is hit the John. <laughs> Boom! Huge block of carbon coming straight out your butt. Is your poop really really dark? Talk about carbon emissions. Ah! <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm about to get on this no no car train. But you have a moped, right? You mentioned you have a moped. No, yeah, I, I got a, I do have a moped. I moped a lot of places. So we have two cars and have a moped. And I prefer probably the moped for a lot of travel because it's just so easy. I can park wherever. It, it's no gas. It's basically free to ride once you buy a moped because gas is like five dollars a month. Have you ever owned a moped, Jeff? Because I have never had one. You know, I've I've never owned a moped, and one reason why is because my friends did, but they, all, <laughs> I've seen them ride it, and every I've seen like really bad accidents, and as soon as right. I saw an accident, I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm done. Nope. Like my friends have not like it. missing fingers. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not gonna drive that thing. <laughs> yep. No, dude, it's it's like for real. It's really dangerous riding a moped. I do not recommend it or or encourage people to do it. Yeah, you're a dad too. Like I I actually have, I mean this is kind of a 
sad story, but I have family members that have actually passed away because of moped and motorcycle accidents. So I'm super against, um, you know, riding it unless you're absolutely forced to. And if you do, like, um, I'm always like, you know, you better have a helmet, you better have body armor and make sure you make a prayer every time you get on the road, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, I've ridden a lot of motorcycles, like over the, like I've owned quite a few motorcycles and, um, yeah, I have a moped. Uh, I should wear a helmet. I, I even have a helmet. I just don't. You, and you're the one father in this group. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm, you're I'm, I'm half a father. You're a dad. You definitely are. No, I don't, I don't think it counts. I haven't had to put up with anything yet. It's mostly my wife. My wife's That's definitely I, a mom, <laughs> but I'm not a dad yet. Yeah, I know yeah, what I you're saying. I found out you're having a boy. You're having a boy, right? I am having a boy. All right. On. Thanks, I heard man. it on the last podcast. Like, yeah. Oh, oh! So the announcement it. did get spread out into the into the societies. Well, thanks for hey, shout out to Jeff for being a spammer. Appreciate you, bro. Have you guys ever had to make that embarrassing um, call if you're in the back of the bus and the back door doesn't open and you gotta yell "back door" to the bus driver <laughs> to open? He's gonna skip your stop. <laughs> it's the worst. Because he was just what? He's just gonna drive away. Yeah, you're like, wait, no, this is my stop, back door, <laughs> and, just, or, and doesn't hear you, just would well, drop you off. Two stops down. I, I cannot say I've I have experienced that. I did ride the bu- my mom never drove when I was a kid. So when my dad was gone and it was like summertime or something, we would catch the bus everywhere, like spend hours and hours of, of the day on the bus. And I I learned the intimate details of maybe what the pole tastes like because oh. I was young and I didn't know any better. <laughs> and how much grime from the seat I could get under my fingernails because I have this sick affliction of rolling grimy things between my <laughs> fingernails you know what though at least uh, the thing the positive about the bus too is you do meet a lot of characters or see a lot of kind of different types of people that, that is good for a kid it's definitely its own form of entertainment and you got all <laughs> right. the ads on on the top of the bus dude we totally should get a can of spam ad on the bus wait a minute that's exactly our demographic that would be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll look into ad buys for public transport because <laughs> then they, they're sitting on the bus they're not driving or anything they can they, chances are they have their phone in their hand they got their headphones in their ears and they can just swipe over to our podcast and hit subscribe that's what i'm saying man if you want some deep belly laughs tune in well on that note whatever podcast app you're listening to us on go ahead and leave us a five-star review and go ahead and write something as well so we can read your reviews on the show um with that let's go ahead and move over to our second segment and we are calling this new segment spamp of approval S-P-A-M-P. And this week, we're going to be talking about undies. Now, we don't have bum, a lot bum, of women bum. on this show, so I think we're going to have to narrow it down to men's undies. So, what's the deal, guys? What, what, are, you guys, what are you guys rucking under the Mundies. Mundies. <laughs> Mandies. Mm, no, that's, that's a woman's name. That's a little weird. So, what? Are you guys, uh, what, boxer guys? Briefs? I am a hardcore boxer brief fan. I feel okay, like okay. boxers are when you're in middle school trying to come into your own and you're trying to get out of the tidy whitey Pokemon that your uh, mom would buy you. So then you transition to be a little more, a little more grown up, a little more mature. We'll be rugged, real rugged. Right. So, and then I realized, well, that has no support at all. Everything's just f- flapping out. So then I switched to boxer briefs and changed my life. Yeah, the boxers, I feel like... I might as well wear nothing. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure I did that for a long period of time. Like throughout college, I was a commando guy. I, I just didn't serious? wear underwear for a long time. Yeah. 
What? I'm judging then, you so hard right wow. now. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just it was just like it was freeing. Because with the boxers, it was like I just didn't like wearing it because there's just always like moisture everywhere sloshing around in the area. Is that just me? All right, we're getting weird faces. It sounds like it's only. I mean, I am a sweater. I am a sweater. This could be something unique to me. So whatever, whatever. And then it would always ride up. You know, you yeah, have your shorts, definitely. yeah, and then the boxers would end up around your nipples. <laughs> I thought I was the only one with that problem. <laughs> no way, man, dude! The boxer fluff—you got the muffin top boxer popping yes. over your shorts. I hated that. Wasn't that like the style in the two thousands? Was to have your boxers hanging out of your baggy Jinko jeans? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Jinko jeans. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it is unbelievable. <laughs> I just—I never liked it though. I was just like. I'm I'm constantly struggling with this whole thing of riding up and it's like chafing and everywhere. I'm just like, just get it out. Just get it out. So I just stopped wearing them. And that kind of kicked off my commando phase, which lasted quite a long time. Are you still in that phase? No, I am not. I am, oh, I am thank goodness. a refined human being now. And I know how the world works. And I, I'm a professional. I go to meetings with good <laughs> hair and I comb my hair and all that good stuff. So boxer briefs are required, I think, at this point of my life. But, I mean, to, in my defense, I did live on North Shore. So, I was at the beach, you know, every weekend. And 90% of the time, I was wearing board shorts, which you don't well, wear sense. anything under board shorts, mostly. So, I don't know. My small defense. You guys can yeah. judge me if you want. I'll, I'll allow it. What about you, Jeff? Dude, I, I'm so happy that I'm not the only one with that problem. I, was, I really thought I was, like, the only one. <laughs> or that muffin what, top. Or muffin the, top? the boxes oh would ride up. I'm like, oh, man. Did I pull these up myself? And it's not easy to rec- rectify either. You gotta like shimmy, you gotta like stick your hand down and like pull the, the sides down sometimes. <laughs> I feel like rectify is kind of a inappropriate word to use in this situation. <laughs> it just sounds wrong. Yeah. That's good. I like it. So are you a boxer briefs now too? I'm a Hanes boxer brief all the way. It's great for sports. Okay. Okay. Just our all around comfort. All right, so we're getting into brands now. So you're a Hanes man. That's what I was going to say is I need some help, man. I'm, I'm struggling with finding a good brand now because I've been through them all. Fruit of the Loom, <laughs> Hanes, Under Armour. Dude, I've tried every brand of box, even the Ross Special, you know, the five-pack for $20 or whatever oh, that gosh. just looked like fake Armani. That's the um, best I'm one. trying to – it's called – what was it? Alfani. Alfani <laughs> from Macy's. <laughs> it's like it's not Armani. It's fake. <laughs> the the chafe cheapy the chief cheap chafe special oh yeah the cheap the cha- that's really hard to say <laughs> the cheap chafe special that's a, that's harder than pick the peck of pickle peppers the chief chef cheap yep it's impossible try it don't don't try it don't do it I don't remember what we're saying yeah. <laughs> but uh, so right now that my latest ones that I'm wearing are from Uniqlo and they're pr- pretty nice I'm digging those. Are they expensive? Mm, I don't know. No, they're like uh, $6 or something a pair. Oh, that's pretty. Per pair, I mean, that's not bad, but it's still per pair, right? Mm-hmm. And which I don't know why it's why I don't know why it's called a pair by the way because you get one. So, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, most of the stuff that goes <laughs> in your underwear comes in twos. There's one thing that doesn't. <laughs> oh, so, I guess a pair is appropriate. That's true. <laughs> The majority rules in that situation, I think. There's these new underwear that I've tried out recently, 
there um i was recommended by uh by a coworker, and it is uh it, they're called obviously and if you go on amazon and check them out this sounds inappropriate <laughs> they're 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 boxer briefs but it has a special like kangaroo like pouch for everything to be like outside of the underwear i don't know how to explain it other than that uh, interesting like a hole in it no they're not it's just not all contained in one area in the underwear so there's like sections exactly that you like different rooms that's right i, I still <laughs> i gotta look this up man can you can you still use the like you know how there's like an opening in the box here does it still have that with the pouch first of all i don't know anyone that actually uses those openings i just pull my underwear down do you actually use the flap jeff i i do sometimes well <laughs> really well it's hard to get to but if, I, if i'm like in like a a public restroom and i don't want to like pull pull everything down at a urinal then yeah well you don't have to pull your entire trousers down to your ankles you just kind of but you guys pull the do front that? down <laughs> wait <laughs> that's not appropriate <laughs> i've been doing never, that since grade school dude in middle school you walk into the bathroom and there's always the kid that has it all down to the yeah. ground Dude, I, I remember even in second grade, I was like, your shorts are in so much urine right now. <laughs> you Please don't put those back on. But also, please don't just walk out of the bathroom naked. St you're you need to stay here forever. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking up this obviously, this obviously brand. It's basically underwear with an elephant trunk. That's, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> like a, a kind of a small elephant trunk relative to the size of the elephant head look that is exactly what it is and i want you to know that i was so afraid of it and i was so embarrassed and i thought it was so dumb but i really trusted this co-worker so i ordered a pair and i'm telling you game changer overused word but it really is <laughs> All right. Well, I, I got a bit of a confession to make. Uh, when it comes to underwear, I have gone full 180, and I I'm now a bougie underwear guy. I, wow. I wear a brand called Exofficio. Oh yeah, those are. I have a it's, pair of those. They're incredible. So I have like every pair of my underwear is now Exofficio. I've spent hundreds of dollars on <laughs> underwear at this point, <laughs> and I blame I blame my wife's brother, but he has also changed my life. He, he recommended to me when on like one Christmas or something. He's from Seattle, by the way, uh, or he lives in Seattle. Um, but um, I was wearing Hanes. I was I was just like Jeff, like a peasant. <laughs> you know, I, I was ignorance was bliss, right? I was wearing Hanes. I thought they were fine. And at the end of the day, my sweat would collect in them and they would be a little moist piece of cloth that I would throw into the <laughs> into the drawer or into the, not the drawer. I do not throw my underwear back in the drawer. <laughs> was, These are not rinse from reuse. Into the, the laundry hamper. hamper right. Yeah. Yeah. I threw them into the hamper and that was just the way I thought it was. And now there is so much circulation and airflow with these new underwears that I can almost use them multiple times a day if I don't go running or something like that. And I do. So what's their secret? It's like a microbial thing in it as well that's supposed to make it antibacterial. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Something like that, but they're incredible. But they do make um, certain models, models Mo of underwear. Oh, models! You know? Yeah, they, they have a line. They, they have a, they have different lines of underwear and certain models, you know, of these underwear. Um, they have this elephant trunk technique implemented, and I, I have a pair of these. 
and they are not my favorite. Oh, so you, wait, so you actually tried a pair and you don't like them? I yeah, I have four four pair, and they're they're good for like if I go running or something like that. But day to day, the amount of like elasticity and it's it's holding everything so firmly in one place. I feel suffocated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just feel like there needs to be circulation down there, and I feel like the the elephant trunk kind of blocks it off, and my my crotch gets claustrophobic. <laughs> right, but what's nice about it is it separates everything a little bit, so it's not all bunched up. Right, that's right. what so, is really nice. Yeah, I think like so. Like I said, I think for working out, it's great, but. It's not something I get to relax in. I feel like a raptor inside of the egg <laughs> at the beginning of Jurassic Park, and I'm just trying to, like, break out. Whoosh, whoosh, but I can't. There's no muscles down there. So, what, um, Jeff, what brand are you rocking? Do you have an elephant trunk going on, or what are you doing? Nah, dude, I'm rocking that peasant <laughs> what life model? now. What model of rocking Haynes? Rocking that peasant Haynes life right now. I like how you have to check. <laughs> I like Pretty how sure, on yeah. the FaceTime, he's he's checking. <laughs> did, so sure. you did wear Frutal Loom at one point or no? Uh, I probably just wore like off-brand Macy's, <laughs> like unbranded. I was never in that bougie boxy life, but but I'm now yeah, reconsidering. My life is forever changed. How much is each pair for your bougie oh. panties? So <laughs> I go to... Um, got, got. <laughs> Uh, I, I go to, um, not backcountry. it, REI, REI.com has their, um, their REI garage. Actually, I don't know if it's called outlet now. They changed the verbiage, but it's basically like everything that's on sale. And I only buy it if it's less than $16 a pair. Mm. And I, over the course of probably since I met my wife, which was about three years ago, I've collected so that now I have a pair for each week, each day of the week. So before it was like, I only have two pairs and I have to do laundry every other day. Or I'm like, well, I look in the drawer and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do today? Am I going to do, am I going to need some extra comfort? I'm like, no, I'm going to save these pairs. You know, I'm going to save this pair because it's a sweet pair of underwear. And I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to save that for when I go running or something, when I'm feeling really ambitious. You know that feeling? Do you guys do that? I do the same thing. Absolutely. I do the same thing. <laughs> this is my good shirt. I'm not going to wear this today. I'm not even going outside. I want everybody to see when I'm wearing yeah, my good shirt. But to me, the underwear are way more important than the shirt. Like, I don't care what shirt I wear, but I pick and choose my underwear each morning. That's what's up. All right. So, ex officio, um, obviously underwear. And check these out. For, for all you OGs out there, Hanes Classics. But boxer briefs. We're all boxer briefs. I- I'm excited to get Agent Oahu on here. He's probably got some weird some weird take on underwear that's gonna be our new question for every guest is what kind of underwear are you rocking yeah that and scruncher fold oh yeah real quick scruncher fold oh i fold my underwear i'm a folder i know what you're talking about now yeah uh we're talking we're talking about toilet paper nick oh i thought you meant you just shove all your underwear in the drawer (laughs) no no i'm just thinking of random questions to ask that are they're icebreakers I definitely fold my toilet paper. Are you kidding me? You need okay. to plan that thing out. That's what's up. You don't just haphazardly scrunch and wipe. You don't know what's... You're wasting toilet paper yeah. at that point. There's too many creases. It could be... There could be a hidden piece of brown inside the crease that you didn't see. And you get this false <laughs> sense of security that I'm actually clean. But nope. There's something, there's something crusty in there. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> I just want to say real fast. We've nailed down our target audience this episode. <laughs> just, we're really drilling it in. 
All right. Well, let's move on to our next segment. I don't have a drop for this, but it is called Ask Us Anything. And we are um, we are leaning on our Twitter followers right now because we have a question that we posed. What do you guys want to know about us? And somebody wrote in, what are you proud to be a fan of? And what is something that you're ashamed to be a fan of? And I think we're going to go ahead and start with Jeff because you are obviously a Seahawks fan. Why don't you oh, tell man. us a little bit about that? Die hard. Um, so it's kind of a weird story how I became a Seahawks fan because obviously in Hawaii, we don't have a favorite or we don't have a, an NFL team here. So the reason I'm a Seahawks fan is because my brother started having me play Madden at like a really young age and he loves the Patriots, which are just trash. Well, they're trash now, <laughs> but uh, in the game or in real life, in real life, Tom Brady's he's gone. The era's over. So we'll see. But uh, the goat has made its last name. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't pick the same team as him, so I had to like find another team. Um, and then Seattle had only been the only place I'd ever been to besides Hawaii, and I was like, oh yeah, this team looks kind of dope. So I started playing at Seattle and Madden for the next couple of years, and I did that for like ten years, and now I'm like a well, at that time I was a huge Seahawks fan, but I feel like I'm Hawaii's biggest Seahawks fan now. So <laughs> like. So it's part of your identity now. Yeah, it's basically my identity. I have like a jersey, like, and a helmet, like, corner in my room. Nick has a huge Baltimore Ravens flag flying out of, outside of his house. Dang right, That's I true. do. The real birds. Oh yeah. Oh, so other other than memorabilia, what other ways do you proliferate this fanness of Seahawksing? I am, I'm a huge. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty big in the uh, Reddit. Reddit Seahawk subreddit community. So I'm like always like posting oh. stuff in there, jotting down like free agent moves and whatnot. And I'm, I, I, I do like film study on potential uh, rookies, free agents, all of this stuff. Oh. I'm, I'm reading all of the local reporters, like inside tips on Twitter. So I'm just like, I'm like days ahead of most fans or weeks ahead of most people. So it's kind of obsessive, honestly. Okay, and the big question, when it comes to fantasy football, do you draft in favor of Seahawks players more than players that might actually perform better in your mind? Or are they one and the same? Uh, it depends on his league. It, it <laughs> depends on the league, depends on where I'm at. I'm, I, I would say that I'm a pretty fair like drafter. If, if I know that the guy is solid on, my, on that Seahawks team and I'm right there to pick him up, yeah, I'll pick him up. But... Like, if I'm going number one overall pick, I probably won't pick a Seahawks player. Whereas I know some people will pick, like, Tom Brady as a number one overall pick. Or, like, a, because they're a, a New Patriot England fan. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I play smart, but if, it, if I have an opportunity, then yeah, I'll pick a Seahawks player just so that I have fun throughout the league or throughout the season. I'm like, oh, yeah, cheer for my guy anyway. It is that much sweeter when, like, you, you pick some players that are on the team that you root for. Because then when you're watching and they perform well, not only does your team win, but then your fantasy team wins as well, and it's so much sweeter. Yep, it's yep. not conflicting. I've been in that. Uh, I'm a Niners fan. That's not the the thing that I'm going to bring up, but I'm a Niners fan, and I definitely did not have a ton of Niners on my fantasy team, and I'm constantly having to root for both sides of the ball. <laughs> and it's it's conflicting, man. I hate it. Yeah, it gives right. me anxiety. It's true. What about you, Nick? What are you a fan to be proud of? proud um, to be a fan of it's like english <laughs> it's like i don't want to go sports 
because that's what we just did. But I'm a proud Chicago Bulls fan. Okay. Okay. I've ever since the '90s, I've been a Bulls fan. I watch them and love them and always root for them. And they're straight garbage <laughs> right now, but. I am, and I'm just, you know, the Last Dance documentary came out. I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. Just wanted to say I had a turtle growing up, and his name was Michael Jordan. Do you sip on that glory? The dream team? Yeah, like you just can just, who cares what happens because we already won six. Okay, well, let me interrupt you for a second, Jeff. We three-peated twice, so it wasn't just we won arbitrarily six (laughs) different championships. (laughs) Jeff, if you're wondering, that's a yes. Yeah. We almost made the finals in 2011, but we got lebron but yeah, we haven't had a really a good team since. So yeah, I'll be living in the past. Something that I'm proud to be a fan of is it's a little different now because it didn't used to be that cool. You know, the world was very different when I was growing up. Uh, I grew up out in the country and like all the cool kids were outside playing sports, surfing, diving, fishing. And you were cool if you caught a big fish. And I was like, I was stuck at home studying the different races that I saw in Star Wars so that I knew all of the race names. And that is something that now is a little bit different. I'm very proud to be a Star Wars fan because, you know, it's the resurgence of, of Star Wars and it's coming to the forefront again. And, you know, they've had such a long reign of like glory that, you know, Star Wars has been this film icon, you know? And even when the, the prequels came out, you know, I was still a fan. I went and watched every single one of them multiple times, and I I enjoyed them, even though a lot of people didn't. Um, for what they are, I just like the world. It's a it's an awesome universe. And the last time, the last few times we went to Star Wars, me and my wife uh, wore Star Wars pajamas to the theaters, and it was it was some of the best times I've had experiencing my favorite theater film. You know, even though you hate the new ones, <laughs> I I don't, I don't hate the new ones. Who said I hate the new ones? I'm saying you do. <laughs> I I don't like Mandalorian in in the same way. I, I think feel like Mandalorian's a little weird. I I will admit Mandalorian is one where I'm I'm struggling with my fandom. I thought, no, I thought uh, I thought you didn't like Rise of the Skywalker. No, I like I like the the new th- the three new oh. newest ones. I I mean I even like the prequel. I like them as much as a Star Wars fan can like them. I got you. I got you. I'm probably just confusing Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, it's Mandalorian I'm struggling with, so I'll, I'll admit, he's he's that one guy that our team drafted that you're like, he came from the crappy team that you just really don't like. It's true, it's true. He's wearing my jersey, but he's not really one of my guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's hard too because everybody is loving it, so then it's hard yeah. to then not be as, you know, head over heels for it when everyone else is, it's all they talk about. Yep. Anyway, let's transition to over stuff that we're embarrassed to be a fan of. Now, this isn't something I'll just start. I'll just go ahead and start. But it's not something that I'm still a huge fan of because it kind of I don't know if it even exists anymore. But I'm going to fully admit when this show came out, I was a big fan. Okay. You know, I sold my car to one of our ex-coworkers, right? Mm -hmm. And the way this came up was I sold her the car. And this was back in the times when you could put like mp3s on a cd and play it through your car stereo i sold her the car and the next week everybody at work was giving me crap because i left a cd in there and it was a compilation of all the (laughs) my favorite songs that i liked from the tv show glee 
<laughs> That's awesome. Come on. It was good. The music was good. The story was crap. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't in it for the story, but I like the music. I'm a big music fan. I like the renditions. What do they, what do they call them? They're called them uh, Gleeks, Gleeks, right? Yeah, the Gleek Gleeks. Club. But yeah, when that show came out, I was like, at least season one, I watched everyone when it came out. And then after that, I just kind of went online and Googled the, the, um, the actual music pieces. And then I bought the albums. And that is something I'm definitely embarrassed to be a fan of. <laughs> but I'm going to admit it. It's whatever. I'm, I'm comfortable in my shoe. I'm comfortable in my ex-officio underwear to say that I'm a Glee fan. Dang right you are. <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I just backing myself into this bougie character now? I just, I feel like I never knew that about you. Let me ask you a very important question, Kavika. Did you get your CD back? I did not. Oh my god. Funny gosh. enough, <laughs> she left her car on the side of the road uh, when she parked at home and it got totaled. Some, some drunk driver hit it and it got totaled and she got more than she paid. I gave it to her <laughs> as like a... F- Kind of almost like a favor because she needed a car, and I was just like, "Well, I don't, I don't need it. I'm not really hurting or anything. Pay me this much." And then the insurance company gave her like twice as much as she paid me, so she made money on my own car. It's so funny that wow. that like we didn't know we were going to talk about that, and it comes up, and that's yeah, exactly what happened to Jeff's car. All right, let's hear it, guys. <laughs> let's hear the embarrassing thing that you're proud to be a fan of, or right, maybe Jeff. not proud. Uh, for me, I. Uh, secret I'm like a huge animal like nerd I love to watch like Animal Planet like like Discovery Channel was my jam as a kid for right now I am a huge fan of this one particular YouTube channel you guys could check it out it's called Ants Canada you guys ever heard of that no it's basically this guy who uh, he like films like his ant farm and it kind of like creates dramatic like storylines for them like and he overdubs them like he like will raise yeah he like will just like overdub and he's so good he is so good he like creates like drama and there's he has like special music for each one and like it's he makes you really like care for these what ants. is it called again and ants canada and my fiance thinks I'm like a crazy person for watching this guy, but it's so good. It comes out every Saturday. It's the first thing I watch. I'm like, yo, Ants Canada released a new video. I'm going to watch it. Hmm. Like my favorite is like watching his fire ants. These are long videos too. They're not like three or four minute videos. These are like 15, 20 minute videos. And they're the greatest 15, 20 minutes you'll, you'll watch. At least for me anyway. Well, it's really weird. I didn't think I was going to get into it. I got to check this out. That sounds kind this, of kind yeah, of interesting. It, it sounds like this isn't something that we're going to be very embarrassed. We're going to be advocates of Ants Canada after this episode. Yeah, he has like 3 million uh, subscribers. It's, it's and his it, thumbnails man. are so enticing too. Like I'm having trouble not clicking yeah. on these videos because I know it's going to play through the speakers, but I just want to see what this you is. You guys got to <laughs> check it out. It's so good, man. It's so good. Yeah. You, you care so much for these ants and like so recently uh emily my fiance had like an ant problem on her wall like they i guess there was a leakage and all these ants started pulling out and then she's like oh my god jeff there's so many ants and i'm just like what do you want me to do he's like can you kill them and i'm like i'm hesitant like no but they have lives of their, their own nets just got wet yeah like these these ants uh, they have feelings they have families like i can't kill these ants They're like no you gotta do it so like 
I ended up spraying them, but I just felt so bad because like I understand their nature more now. Like, oh my gosh, who am I? <laughs> what have I done? I'm a mass murderer. I just murdered, I murdered generations of ants and their little babies. Oh, That's man. so funny. That is I, I just, so compassionate now. Did you sleep that night? Uh, not easy. <laughs> oh man, that's unfortunate. I like him speechless right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys gotta check it out. Ants Canada, man, on YouTube. It's so good. If it, but the only problem is if this means that I'm gonna be not able to kill bugs in my own house, I feel like it's gonna ruin my marriage. Just ants. Well, he <laughs> okay. does other stuff, but like, if I see a cockroach, I have like no remorse. <laughs> No remorse. <laughs> I'm gonna squash that guy. Until we make the cockroach show. Cockroaches Hawaii. Yeah. Hey, that's a good idea. Alright, Nick, lay it on me. Lay it on me. Um Alright, I'm just gonna say it. it. You know, I told you before can be got I'm not really ashamed of anything. I'll tell anyone anything. So I'm more just going with what I think society should thinks that I Judge should be ashamed for. of. Yeah. Um I'm a pretty big fan of romantic comedies. I love them. There you go. I love like there's so many good romantic comedies out there, and I love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds, man. He's in some really good ones. He he is the comedy of the romantic side of that. Dude, the proposal is so good. Dude, I love the proposal. Yeah, that's one of my. Sandra Bullock is probably probably one of my favorite like romantic comedy or like just comedy characters in general. Oh, yeah. And I love um what Matthew McConaughey is in a few like there's a lot of really funny, uh, even um what's the one with Will Smith and Kevin James, um Hitch, Hitch Hitch, Hitch is a great Hitch movie. Is a classic Hitch is so good man so I got no shame whenever Melissa wants to watch a cheesy romantic comedy I'm I'm game man <laughs> let's do it babe I'm down <laughs> yeah so I guess that's something I should be ashamed of but is she asking you or are you asking her? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's probably both. Like, she'll notice one that's on there, or I'll notice something coming out. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're both up, we're both up on it, you know. I think the most random romantic comedy that I really got into at one point it was me and my brother. I don't know when this happened, but we started watching Kate and Leopold like <laughs> twice a week. I don't know what happened to us, but there was a phase in our lives where it was just like, ah, oh, this movie's awesome. <laughs> do you have a favorite nick like a favorite like movie i mean we said it already i guess i'm just gonna it's hard to think but i'll just go with the proposal when they run into each other when they're both just so happen to be naked i just laugh so hard <laughs> all right we got one final segment before our draft so let's roll into that real quick when you poop in your dreams you poop for real all right, our guest this week does have a poop story, so take it away, Jeff. All right, uh, so my poop story happened when I was a teenager. Uh, I'm going to try to tell it as best I can right here. So, full disclaimer, I have a hard time, like I have a short window when I have that feeling to go poop to when I actually have to poop. I'm like, it's T minus like five minutes. Yeah, there's like, I feel it and I gotta go. And it's even more worse when I have, you know, the bubbly, the rumbles, some <laughs> the pressure cooker. You guys, you guys all the know the feeling. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm in the car with my dad and the rest of my family, 
and I'm in the front seat and we're going to a temple because my family back then was uh, Buddhist. So we're going to this temple. I've never been there before. I'm just in the car and I start to get the bubbles. I started to get the rumbles on the way out. Uh, half like halfway there oh, I, I'm, I'm in the car and I, I i get it and it's bad it's it's really bad so i tell my dad hey dad can you drive faster i i have to use the bathroom so bad and he's like okay but my dad is the world's slowest driver so he's just cruising below speed <laughs> limit uh to this temple and we're just driving and i'm like dad you really gotta speed i i i gotta go so bad and he's like okay okay and as he's going, he's looking at houses like through the wind, uh, through the car window, trying to see like, oh, that's a really nice house over there. <laughs> trying to flip houses. He's taking his time, and I am panicking. I'm starting to sweat. There's sweat dripping down my my forehead because I really can't hold this anymore. Because instead of five minutes, I probably have like two minutes before I, I gotta go. We finally get to uh, the top of this huge hill where the temple is, and I'm already like time is zero like it's flashing like three two one we gotta go and i don't even know where the temple is so i we get out the car or and i see i see a tall like field of grass like the long grass in jurassic park and i'm my <laughs> because i'm like i'm panicking so much i think my first instinct is to just Bro, I just got to go in the grass. I just got to unbuckle, hide in this tall grass, and just I just got to get it out because I don't want to poop in my pants or in the car. So I'm, I, I rush over to the grass, and I'm like, I'm blocking, I'm buckling my belt. I'm about to pull my pants down, and my dad grabs me on the wrist. He's like, no, you're not going to do this right here. Not in the grass, Jeff. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, dad, I can't. It's, it's happening right now. So I somehow muscled it up. I said, okay. I'm gonna go, we're gonna make it to Whoa, the temple. Reverse pressure. <laughs> yeah. So I like somehow buy myself another minute. I buckle it back up, and we're like, "Where's this hill? Well, where's this uh this temple?" And he says, it's "Up there." And I look, and it's like a mountain of stairs, like spiraling, like like the beginning of Ace Ventura. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> good, it's like winding up this mountain. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't walk upstairs right now. So my dad's helping me get up these stairs because I've lost all function of my legs by this time. I'm, I'm panicking. I'm like clenching and all uncomfortable. Like a newborn deer. Yes. Like <laughs> I just can't feel anything. And you ever get like tunnel vision because you're like, you're just oh, holding yeah. something so Matrix. hard. Yeah, I just, I'm like, I'm about to pass out because I'm about to like holding this pooping for so long. I'm sweating and I somehow get to the top of the stairs and I'm like, just, I can feel myself all pale. Like my blood pressure has dropped. I'm like about to collapse. And we get to the top of the hill and then we get to the temple entrance and I, we just kick this door open like a Western movie. <laughs> like I see, and I see all of these monks look back at me. Like I just like barged in like a criminal or something. <laughs> it was classic. And my dad's holding <laughs> me up and I'm pale as a ghost sweating. I'm pushing people out of the way. Like, where's the bathroom? And it was classic because the bathroom was straight ahead. I, I'm like, 10 feet away from it like i can see the i can see the light <laughs> i'm just pushing these monks out of the way and everyone's clearing out and i finally get to the bathroom and it's like releasing a demon man it was, it was the best feeling ever 
like <laughs> boom and i'm just like in there and I'm just like i don't even remember what happened for the rest of the day because that was the highlight that was like the the biggest poop i've ever had in my whole life but just the journey man to get there dude like to walk up this mountain like it was like a freaking movie it's the buddhist version of the exorcist <laughs> yeah and I, I have to I have yeah. to ask you though, Jeff. Are we? I need to know consistency. Are we talking soft serve release or was it cannonball? This guy is sadistic. I gotta know. I'm the poopitarian. I'm a poop connoisseur. I need to know what this thing looked like. It was probably like all like just explosive water, just like <laughs> spraying everywhere like a skunk. But like every all the monks <laughs> are asking me after, licking like, his lips. <laughs> the monks are like, "Are you okay after?" Like I'm like, oh, I'm, "I'm way better now." thanks for asking but it was <laughs> it's still like my favorite poop story because of the journey and like how That's far awesome. you had to go to get to a toilet <laughs> i can't get the ace ventura mountain out of my head <laughs> yeah <laughs> felt like forever everywhere none of that you released all your bat guano at the top of that mountain <laughs> That's oh yeah it you was intense that, man for some reason this image popped in my head do you guys have instapots Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, have you ever been cooking with an Instapot and then the pressure is on, right? It's cooking, and then you try to move the pot. Have you ever tried to move it no, while it's I've under never, pressure? I've never mm-hmm. moved the bomb of the pot when it's cooking because. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the only moron that's attempted this feat. So the last time I was, I was cooking rice. Um, so it was low pressure. So I was like, whatever. But I needed to get. Sorry, I almost threw up and died just now. Um, I needed to get to the blender, which was behind the Instapot. So I took up the Instapot and I just moved it to the side. And you know the little pressure knob that goes when it's under pressure? That thing's not fully like sealed, right? Because it's just being held up by the pressure. So I dropped it down and kind of like shook the Instapot and a little bit of pressure came out. And I feel like that's what's happening every time you're like in a car having to poop and somebody goes over a bump it's just that little oh. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah and it's it's the same heat it's the same temperature oh. it's do the that, same consi- do, what's the noise again <laughs> sometimes it comes out of your ears you know that's so true man that's so true oh man Next time you're making something in your Instapot, just shake it a little and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I think, scares I think the crap out of you. Jeff, ah, I, ah. I, I want you to say, man, I'm so proud of you that you're like unbuckling, about to release the pressure valve and you're able to hold it in and control it. Dude, that is yeah. unbelievable. It was God, bro. I, I don't know how that <laughs> happened. I just remember like my dad just grabs my wrist like, boom, I'm just surprised I didn't like just release it all there from the pressure of that grab. <laughs> <laughs> we're not pooping on this sacred ground you said uh, yeah. you said you were a teenager i'm just curious like 13 or are we talking like uh i was probably like 16 oh that's honestly up there. yeah that's up there Dang, man. yeah all right well thank you for that awesome story i think that's one for the ages it's definitely better than any poop story i have so let's go let's go and move on to our final segment milk was a bad choice All right, this week, I foreshadowed this a little bit. We are drafting animal abilities. So we're going to go through the three of us and pick four animal abilities each. 
And at the end, we're going to put this up on Twitter as a poll. And you, the spammers, will vote for the winner. Who has the best set of animal abilities? Now, we got to define the order. So how are we going to do that? Any ideas? I could just go first. Oh, well, fine. <laughs> well, let's let's let Nick go first. And then, Jeff, you can decide whether you want to go second or last. You get you get two picks on each. Well, I, if, if, I last, go, so. if I go, yeah, I'll snake. I'll be the third one. All right, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Kaviko only gets stuck at number two. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, um, I'll go first, and I'm going to go with some more uncon- – I'm just letting you know. I'm going to go with some more unconventional picks. What are you talking about? We're about to win right now. Than what you normally would think. You go throw this draft. That's fine with me. First of all, <laughs> I win all the drafts. I don't know why we even play this game anymore. You won one draft in the last six months. <laughs> Maybe, it was last you know, week, granted. You did – actually – I will concede. This last draft, you are crushing it right now. It's true. Everybody it's true. loves your cleaning the oven pick. I know. I know. Nobody I like likes cleaning the oven. <laughs> anyway. All right. Pick number one. Okay. The one I'm going to go with is I'm going to go with the octopuses, octopi, the ability to camouflage. So you can change colors <laughs> and your shape based on the world. So I can change my color and shape based on whatever environment I choose. So you can just make your bones go completely malleable. That's exactly. squeeze through a window crack. Yep, and be camouflaged at the same time. Does that count as two? Uh, it's, it's like octopus ability, I guess. Okay. Uh, we, can, we can bunch it into the one. You're okay. trying to pull a Kavika here. I get it. I get it. It's a I smart am. pick. I am. I'm going for <laughs> it. Trying to wrangle two abilities into one, but I see what you did there. I appreciate the effort. It's a good thing Nick isn't here, and he'd be going off oh, on he'd something. Be pissed. But um, I do see a problem. How are you navigating this whole situation in the regards to clothing? Hmm. Hmm. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like if you ever want to use any of these abilities, you got to leave the house buck naked, birthday suit, full nude. <laughs> that is, I may just wear a bodysuit because that should adjust however. <laughs> a onesie. That's right. That's right. I'll be bodysuit man. But that disables your ability to change colors. Oh. Okay. The, the game isn't to poke holes <laughs> in the ability. That, that is the entire game. <laughs> think, That's yeah, the whole point of the draft. This, Nick. <laughs> okay. He's pissies too again. <laughs> I'm not. I got... I got I got the one I wanted, man. Yeah, we're all going to get good ones here. I got a feeling. All right. So number one, octopus is off the board. I, can, I can't change colors and shapeshift in the way an octopus can. But the, the number one ability on my list is, man, if I, I want to do something that an animal can do that I can't, I want to fly. I know. It's a ah, bird. I, I want to have mine. the ability to just jump off of my balcony and fly to whatever part of the island I want. Man, I could... Leave the house just before sunrise and be at the top of a mountain in no time for sunrise. It would change my entire photography career. Dude, you wouldn't even need to drone. You would be the drone. I would be a drone. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't need to explain it. Everybody knows the power of fly. I win. <laughs> I win this draft. All right. That's our episode this See, week. Thanks for listening. I could have easily went with that, but I'm trying to be more un- I'm trying to I'm trying You're to trying um, to lose. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you're up. <laughs> well, you guys stole my first two as well. Uh, but I, I learned uh, 
I learned watching Discovery Channel that there's one animal called the mantis shrimp. Um, Dude. And it can create a, a sonic boom with its, with its claws. I would want to do that. That's too. a sick one. If I couldn't, if I can't fly in camouflage, I might as well have a great offensive and defensive type of ability, which is to just snap my fingers and boom, create like a huge blast wave. That'd be kind of cool. You know, if I was a, you know, if I was a completely unrefined human being like my roommate, I probably wouldn't know what a sonic boom actually is outside of Street Fighter. But uh, maybe, maybe just for my roommate, you can maybe explain what a sonic boom actually is, you know, and, and why that's it's, so cool. Yeah, it's like... Um, it's, uh, I guess you could say it's like a very condensed form of air that gets pressurized and then released in a particular direction. Oh, okay. so, that sounds very uh, similar to your poop story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pressure cooker in my hand. Do you guys remember those? There's like air guns with the bungee in the back and it was like this tube and you pulled it back and it shot this like air thing at you. Yeah. You guys remember that? It's like that. But probably more. Except probably yeah. like a million times more powerful that it actually knocks you on your butt. Oh, I saw a YouTube video where a guy took one of those air cannons mm -hmm. and they farted and shot it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dude, You, if you could take that ability and <laughs> apply that somehow to your sonic boom, that'd be freaking out. You'd get the cool medal for abilities. <laughs> Imagine I definitely being have the vanilla medal. Just imagine being in a big room and just being able to fart and shoot it like 200 feet. <laughs> I can stand on my balcony and just fart in the face of anybody walking on the sidewalk. <laughs> They'd be walking, just minding their own business, and you just see them go, oh my god, just appalled. What the hell did I just walk into? Oh gosh. Oh, actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, they actually can... I, we actually caught uh, a mantis shrimp at one point on North Shore. They're actually here in Hawaii. Um, and we put them into an aquarium because it looks so cool, obviously. But we really quickly learned that that's one of the most dangerous things you can put in your aquarium because not only do they create the sonic boom, they actually move so fast that like it's like a super punch. They can crack yeah. the glass of the aquarium and shatter the entire aquarium. So you not only have this sonic boom thing, but you like... You could punch through a wall if you wanted yeah. to, you know? That's cool. It, like, actually causes, like, a, a flash. They said, like, the flash is actually, like, super hot. Like, I'm not sure of, like, the surface of the sun, but, like, like lightning almost, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. temperature. It's kind of crazy. All right, all right we well, get it. You have a good pick. Go right, again. All right. Well, you're on the turn, so you got one more before it comes back to me. Wait, how many picks do we get overall? Is it just two? We're going to go four. Oh, four. Yeah, so okay. you, got, you got quite a bit. I'm going to go with, uh, I know some like uh, amphibians, like the axolotl, can regenerate limbs oh, and heal itself. Son of a bee! So I'm like, Wolverine, baby. This jerk! If something happens to me, boom, just oh healed. Oh my god, that, that's literally like the character I was going to build. There's, oh, I'm not going to give it away yet, but that was one of the components that I was going to take. Yeah, so I got... A You're great kind of a offense. jerk right now. You just ruined my entire draft. <laughs> That's why the snake baby has got to go for that third and fourth pick together, back to back. Who invited him on the podcast to beat us, Kavika? This is our game. I'm genuinely <laughs> upset right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't find. I don't even want to pick my next one. Okay. Oh, you well, want me to okay, go then for you? 
No, get out of here. <laughs> okay, so I got flying. Um, I think the next best coolest thing is if I was to pick something. I don't know how this would actually work, but there's been enough documentary movies about somebody like this that I know it would be super cool. And that is spider webs. You know the documentary, you know, The Amazing Spider-Man? You know, there's Spider-Man 2. They did a bunch of movies. Where would it? Where would these webs be coming out of you? I don't know, man. Anywhere. <laughs> Just all over the place. <laughs> yeah, like pull your pants down and like shoot these webs up. <laughs> Show I probably off have another gland. I gotta get special underwear. <laughs> yeah. Th- you know, th- that's actually a, a good case for the hole that's in the underwear. Yeah. I would still be able to utilize my powers. Just flip that around. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Accessible to my superpower. So flying and Spider-Man, I can shoot webs at everything. I can't believe you're sp- you're Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man, but it's almost it's. Did I just screw myself? Because I can like, already. Would fly. you need? Yeah, would you need to swing right. around if you could fly already? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> would you need wings for this? Do you have to have the wings to fly, Kavika? It's not. It's not. Do you turn into one of these things? It's just that you have the ability that an oh, animal. Okay. Has. Okay. All right. All right. So you're probably going to choose the the spider webs out of the hands like classic Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, there's a bunch of documentaries about it. You can go look it up. Just Google Spider-Man, you know, and you'll learn. I think Tobey Maguire was the narrator. First of all, we all know that Spider-Man has those canisters that he actually has a little gadget, then that's how he shoots his webs. So Mm -hmm. guys are wrong. He has to refill them. Mm -hmm. I don't don't think that's true. I I think... think, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think the viewers will side on my my side and understand what I'm going for. So I hope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's, those are all great picks. All right, I'm up. So I got two that I'm going with. The first one, um, I'm going to be cheetah speed. Fastest oh. land animal, 68 miles per hour is what they can run at. That is now me. Nice. <laughs> and what's crazy is you won't even see me because I'm camouflaged. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll just be whatever the color of the background is from every direction <laughs> that's right that's exactly right and then the next one that i'm going with is a i'm not going to say the name of this animal right but it's a tarsier and they can see in the dark oh, that's like a little you know. lemur thing or something right it's like a little mm-hmm. lemur and their eyes are super efficient they can see in the dark they can see in the daylight of course and they're fixed to their skulls so they can turn around almost 180 degrees. Like an owl. Yeah, so, that, mm-hmm. you know, they got great eyesight in their head. It can just... So not only am I really fast, I'm camouflaged, I'm not limited by light. I can just run whenever, wherever, and I'm really camouflaged. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought you would pick... If there was a vision one, I thought there was another one that you pick. And since you didn't, I'm going to pick it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because in my mind, this is a little bit better than being able to see at night. Uh, it probably has its own quirks, but there is a snake, the viper, that actually sees in thermal vision. It can see heat. The infrared like vision. Predator. So I'm basically a flying Spider-Man predator. What now, Nick? What <laughs> now you can Jeff? see through your camouflage you now. Nothing. <laughs> I don't like it one bit. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is there any animal that has like a gun that attaches like a turret to your shoulder? 
because I, I gotta figure it out. Mm. Blastoids. Blastoids. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, maybe it'll make it back to me. <laughs> All right. It's to you, Jeff. What's your last I get, two picks? I get, I get two more, right? Okay. Yeah. You currently Sonic. have what? Regenerative have, skin and regenerative skin and a sonic boom. Sonic boom. Okay. Um, I'm surprised you didn't pick this one for, out of the since you had spider webs. But I'm gonna go off of your Spider-Man analogy, and I'm gonna choose to have spider sense, to have ultra reflexes. Does that count? Like if some, ultra? Like, do spiders actually have ultra reflexes? Because I've smashed a ton of them on a tabletop. <laughs> hmm. This has to be a real, actual, like... <laughs> All right, okay. I thought I had you on that one. I was like, okay, no one's sneaking on me with their cheetah speed because I'd sense it. Have you ever tried to, like, smash a cockroach and you, like, lift up the, the paper towel and it's, like, it's not even there? Like, it disappeared the last second? Actually, now that you mention it, that when I was living in Wailua, cane spiders were everywhere. These satanistic animals are lightning fast. Mm. I think for their size... They're probably faster than a cheetah. Yeah. Nick just jumped off a building. No, I'm, 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 I'm trying to figure out how to save my... I'm just researching, all right? You guys just keep going. <laughs> I think spider reflexes would be good, but I don't know. It's, it's a little weird because there's it's other not like animals. It's a proven have... ability, right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, let him have it. If he wants to lose a draft, I, could, I don't care. <laughs> nah, fine. It, if it doesn't count, if it, I'm I'm talking like Spider-Man senses, but if that's not legitimate, then I'll, I'll, I'll think of a new one. Well, you know what? I'm shooting spider webs out of my crotchal area because that's how spiders actually do it. So yeah, if, so that, if that's, that's the case, then I don't know if you have spider senses like Spider-Man. Yeah, I I will go with. Um, there are some. There's like the honey badger that's impervious to things like venom oh. and poison so i would choose that to be so impervious you're to full venom. wolverine here that's yeah. regenerative skin impervious to venom you can't get drunk it's... oh you know what <laughs> you i just don't lost. get drunk anymore anyway so it's not a big deal <laughs> so yeah i'll go with that and i get one more right yep you're gonna round it out with your last pick oh then i will go with ants canada the ant who can actually carry multiple a bee multiple amounts of its own body weight so super strength baby 15 times its own body weight yeah that means you need to get heavier that way you can carry more hey man that's still a lot of weight is that how it works (laughs) (laughs) that's right just just go to talk no not taco bell taco bell's just gonna go straight through you (laughs) mcdonald's that'll stay in you Mm -hmm. there you go i think that one rounds out my my group that's super solid. That's awesome. All right. So I got flying spider webs and thermal vision. <laughs> I thought that this would be one that we'd be more interested in because we're in Hawaii. Hey, Kavika. And I thought it would have been gone by now. But what? I just have to say one thing really fast. I've never been so more nervous right now thinking you're going to pick the thing that I want so badly. <laughs> I have a knot in my stomach like you oh wouldn't believe. So I just, just anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Well, we kind of alluded to this on the last episode. I am horrible at something, and that is treading water. However, I wouldn't have to worry about that if I could breathe underwater in the same way a fish can. Oh, okay. So I can fly through the air, I can swim through the ocean, and be perfectly safe, assuming I don't get eaten by a great white shark or sucked into the beak of a great squid. I think that's something that's pretty cool. I mean, I would be able to go in the water more. 
Yeah, that's great, actually. You know, I was thinking of like a whale that could like hold its breath, but that's way better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's my four. I have flying, spider webs, thermal vision, and breathing underwater. Right on. And we got our last pick from All here. All right. Looks like he got his pick. Dude, I... I just don't even know why I'm so happy right now with this fictional game that we're playing. <laughs> this isn't going to have any effect on my life, but somehow. Okay. I, I, can't, I can't even believe that this actually exists, and you're not even going to believe me, but I am going with the ability of the immortal jellyfish. And it's on my list. Oh, you know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this jellyfish, when it reaches the end of its life, it transforms back into the basically their cell-like state, and they restart their life cycle. So that means I will never die. And when it gets time to be my end, I'm just going to revert back to my first life cycle and start all over again. Like a baby? Yep. Somebody has to place you in your mother's womb. That's all right. I don't know. That's whatever. By that time, we'll have these sacks <laughs> they can put us in, and I'll just live in that sack until I'm ready like to the walk. Matrix. And, yep. <laughs> well, if... If somebody kills a jellyfish, it still dies, right? Yes. Like if you take it out of the water? I'm, Just, I'm curious. This is a genuine question. Does it like, <laughs> is this like a tapeworm where you cut it in half and now you have two tapeworms? No, the reason I um, stopped speaking is I realized you, you got me again. <laughs> because there's a difference between like immortal and like invincible, right? Well, basically, if as long as you're not a moron or get into a horrific accident, <laughs> you're just reborn again every single time. You just said two things that definitely will happen to me. If I'm running around and no one can see me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's go through and we'll name our picks. Why don't we start with Nick since you went first? So camouflage octopus. I'm a tasier, however you say it, that can see at night. Um, I have cheetah speed at 68 miles an hour, if you're wondering. And not only that, so I don't even need my moped anymore, by the way, because this is faster than that. Uh, and then I can also, uh, I don't die, I'm immortal. I regenerate when I hit the end of my life cycle. Reborn at death. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I have, I can fly like a bird. I can make spider webs like a spider. I can see thermal radiation. So I can see like heat signatures like a viper snake. And then I can breathe underwater like a fish. And then Jeff, you have? I have... A sonic boom ability with the snap of my finger. I have superhuman healing, and even to the point where I can regenerate a limb if I lose that. I'm impervious to venom and other toxins, and then I have super strength to round it off. Super strength. So, okay, so this is why I was so upset when you picked the salamander, because I had this whole plan to build a flying wolverine. <laughs> because it's unstoppable. There is a frog. I don't know if you guys came across this in your guys' extensive research in order to dominate this draft like I did, but there is a frog that will break its internal bone. I don't know why I said internal. It's not like there's bones on the outside, but <laughs> it'll break its bones and protrude them through his toes in order to just make claws. Wow. Like Wolverine. Basically. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like Wolverine, which I'm like. That's where they got the idea from Wolverine from. It's a salamander and this frog. <laughs> but you ruined my life. You ruined my life, Jeff. Oh, I man. was going to hands down win this thing. All I had to put was your picks, 
Nick's picks, and then all I had to write was Flying Wolverine, and I've been like, I win. Have you there guys you ever, go. this draft reminded me of the books when I was younger called Animorphs. You ever read those? Yeah. <laughs> super fun, super fun. That was back in the, the um, Goosebumps days. Ooh, R.L. Stein. Throwback. Mm-hmm. 90s babies. All right, well, the, anything else to add, guys, before we wrap this up? Thanks for being on, Jeff, and always fun, Kavika. Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me. All right, spammers, that is the end of episode 41 of the Can of Spam podcast. Thank you so much for lip for lipening. If you haven't already, head on over to the podcast app or whatever listening app you're listening on and leave us a five-star review, and we'll read your reviews on the show. Until next time, I am Old Man Lopez. I'm your Dr. Poopitarian. He's a doctor now. Yeah, I thought that would be fun <laughs> to make it sound smarter. It's a me, a Dr. Poopy. <laughs> well, you son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and saying out, we also have Jeff here. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll catch you guys next time. Shoot. Thanks, guys. Thanks.